three, three, two, two, one. one. It's time for the show. Action. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast, a recording of the experiences, past and present, of everyday people. And now, here's your host, the one and only. Asher Chua. What's going on, PJ? Um, man, <laughs> it's Friday and I'm off work. <laughs> man, look at you just yeah. chilling at the house. Yeah. I'm no, chilling. Don't tell, too. Huh? <laughs> don't tell anybody about the whole world. No, don't tell anybody about the whole world. I am off <laughs> Friday, but I didn't get fired. I'm not going to get fired on my day off. All right. I'm not. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Some people still question if, if I have a job. I won't mention it, names, but they, they, they question the validity of my employment, which I find profoundly disrespectful. But <laughs> right, right. It's funny. I feel like I've been getting those questions too recently, where it's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Excuse me, like, hello, like, did did I owe you something? Did I not report to work for you? Like, I literally just got a call." Um, getting off the getting off the um, the train, or I was getting on the train. Basically, I, I flew in. I went to a different airport than the one I thought I was going to. But anyways, got there, got on the shuttle, got to the train station, and as I'm getting on, I'm getting a, what salary that I should have said. Oh, 200,000 or just something that wasn't maybe. And then um, just kind of see how they responded to that. But I was like, I think we got something confused because it should already be cleared up. Like I'm supposed to be working since like October, but they're just working things in the background and, and things like that. But hey, right. I'm, you, I'm up. Because you, you transitioned. And so you still haven't officially started? No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so you, I guess that's. You, so technically you don't have a job. You just run around. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, well, I guess if you if you put it like that, it's like, yep, yep, you got me. I don't man, have a job. You ain't getting no checks. You're not getting no I'm checks. Just, you just, just you pretending just to do this. You're doing all yeah. kinds of stuff. Pop, right. Doing pop-ups, random pop-ups. You should yeah. do Asher pop-ups. That's what you should do. Pop just pop up right. and say, hey, what do you need me to do? You know, just, like, <laughs> <laughs> just start doing people's stuff. For them. Just like, kind of show up and just be like, oh yeah, uh, here's your coffee and then you, you got this on the appointment for the day and this, that, and the other. And they're just like, oh, thanks. Like, like, you start walking down the hallway. Who are you? Be like, you didn't get that presentation? You didn't get my email? And they're like, well, right. I, no. well, come on. We got to go to the meeting. Meeting, the meeting. Right, <laughs> There's right. always a meeting going on somewhere. They were like, I didn't even know there was a meeting. You didn't you didn't get the email? You didn't get the t- oh man. <laughs> all right. Well, well so and then look, didn't because John's gonna be mad. There's always a John right. somewhere. Right. Just say John. Just John's gonna be mad. They're like, I talked to John. He said it was <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. yeah, that's how you do that. That's how you work it. Okay. Yeah, kind of. I've enjoyed having the the uh, time in transition because I, at first it was rough, and I was just thinking to myself, like, oh man, is this gonna like? It was that I don't know if you call it like buyer's remorse, where you know you made the right move, but then you start second guessing yourself as mm-hmm. as like. I started getting more reps doing the podcasting and then looking into the coaching route for um, the disc and now being up here for real estate. It's like, man, I'm doing exactly what I 
I said I was going to do. I think I remember signing up for this back in October, talking with you guys. And I was like, we're just sitting there talking in the morning. And I'm like, you know, I should, I should do it. Okay, I'm going to do it now. <laughs> I, I go, I look at the price. It's like, whew, this, this is going to hurt, but <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because I, I know what comes at the end result. And uh, I think it's just a great thing being able to commit to something and finally be like, okay, I'm, I'm going both feet in. So there's no like, well, if this doesn't work out, like, no, I'm not not thinking about any of that. It's just this is the mission and that's what we're doing. Well, man, kudos to you. I just, I, I, I'm amazed. I was thinking about it before. I was like, wow. In the two years that I've known you, just to see like the journey, you know, for you has been really mm-hmm. awesome. Um, Because I'm like, oh, well, now Asher's doing a podcast, right? Like, it's my time. Now Asher's just got, you know, extreme execution certified and he's learning about the disc. And um, now you're, you know, learning about real estate. Like, good for you to be able to go out, do the things that you want to do, like figure it out, make mistakes, fail. Like you, you're what most people would say in the prime of your life, like you have the opportunity to do that. Because sometimes, I mean, and I don't know standpoint like because of me having a family which I love and, mm-hmm. and, and, and adore um, there are certain there's a different way that I have to approach things in my life to pursue because right. you know from a financial standpoint from an emotional standpoint from a relational standpoint like I have to make different decisions then what mm-hmm. I did when I didn't have those things in my life which I wanted right like I wanted to be a husband I wanted to be a father I wanted to have a family raise a family um, and there were certain things that I did at that time where you know I was uh, making music right Right? And I was all mm. into it. Love making music, love being in that environment, in that atmosphere. Um, and I put a lot of energy to it. Uh, but I, I, I missed a lot in how I was executing at that time. Gotcha. Um, you know, just met, being around the right team, being around, um, you know, uh, uh, the certain mindset to get it to a certain level of success. I learned a lot from it. But at the same time, you know, um, I, I missed a lot. I missed the mark in a lot of ways. But I'm grateful for it. So that's why I say kudos to mm. you for taking advantage of what you have in front of you. Because it's going to build you up for later because you don't know what it's going to look like in the next 10, 15, 20 years. But these building blocks would, would definitely serve you well. Um, so shout outs to Asher. Oh, and I have a call. <laughs> I didn't forget. I didn't, don't forget. I didn't. What's that? I got to give you my call. I gotta, I, hold on. Let me get some water. Okay. Okay. Oh, I didn't get any water. I was like, I, <laughs> it's, it's going to sound funny on my end, but let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had to do my I love it. call. I had to do my I love call. it. I love yeah, it. Yeah. It's funny. I, I was talking with Theo earlier once I, I jumped off the plane and he was just like, hey, um, let let PJ know. He, he's starting to get too big time for us now. He's like, let him know. Let him know. Like, let him know where he came from. <laughs> no, well, Theo, he, he's still, I can't keep up with him. I don't know if he's at, you know, the SAG Awards. You know, I think he's at, he, was he going to the Oscars next next month? I, I don't know. Grammy? I'm just, I just kind of, yeah the place so i was I like and he, he's telling me he's like you, you're starting to travel a lot too he's like okay et i was like no 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 it's like <laughs> et's on another level i'm i'm, I'm not trying he's, to keep up with him i'm like nope that's you you yeah. can keep it you you got it i'm just gonna do what i can i'm gonna put all my effort into it but i <laughs> I'm not trying to play catch up right now. I'm just 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 riding the wave. And, Absolutely, uh, that's a yeah. cool thing. Good, but good. one thing, one thing you mentioned that I've I've heard you mention in passing a couple of times. But I'd like you to kind of touch on it a little bit because I hadn't heard like the full story. But um, one, who do you say you are? And two, how did you get into like that? All where did your music journey start? Okay, no, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, who do I say I am? Well, I, I say I'm. 
<laughs> I'm saying I'm light skin and green eyes. And that doesn't serve me well in most days. <laughs> That's the best response so far. I'm light skin and green. <laughs> it don't serve me well. I, you would think it would, right? And you know, yeah. Oh, nah, no. It's it's like I I get I just I get you know it just doesn't work that like that like in the mm-hmm. like on paper. It sounds yeah. good, right? But when you see it, you're like, ah, oh, but then it's PJ. I'm like, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Like, no, <laughs> no, but <laughs> real, um, you know, uh, husband, great mm-hmm. father, um, uh, Gladys is my, 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 that's my wife and I love her to teeth. Like it's, it's so much um, love and adoration there. Uh, my girls are, are my world. Um, Kendall and Veda. And then, on, you know, outside of that, man, you know, I'm just like, I, I love God, you know, and and, and 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 strive each and every day to be the best version because I know that, like, he gave me the opportunity to be that, right? Like, I didn't mm-hmm. have to, um, I didn't have to, I didn't deserve the stuff that I've been given because I was foolish in a lot of ways. Like, I lived a life mm-hmm. that was very contradictory to what I would hope to be. Um, and, and so now I'm in a space where, man, I have such a huge blessing of you know being in an environment where yeah i am around all girls predominantly most of my days but at the same time i'm learning so much about um, life love is you know a a whole host of of things and i love it i really do like it's challenging in a lot of ways it it makes me literally scratch this bald head (laughs) most days i'm like yo i gotta learn that like and i'll get into that in a bit but um to, to to talk about the music piece man um, so I went to Morgan State, okay. right, in Baltimore okay. Okay. Gotcha. when I graduated. Yeah. And, you know, went to this HBCU. It was like, you, you know, because I was, you know, the Cosby Show kid, the, you know, uh, um, what's the one after the Cosby Show? It's on top of my head. Different world, right? Like, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I went it, wait, that, that, was the, that was the follow-up to Cosby? It was a spinoff, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was, you was watch the Cosby Show. Then you watch A Different World, and that was my mm-hmm. childhood. So all my life, you know, it was just like, oh, I'm going to go to an HBCU. I can't wait to get there. So I went to Morgan, mm-hmm. and I got to Morgan, and <laughs> it was an experience. Yeah. <laughs> like, in the in the late 90s, yeah. where the East Coast, West Coast hip-hop thing was popping off. So, you know, I was, in a, in a, you know, and, and Biggie and Tupac had just died, right? Like, they oh, had wow. got shot, right? Like, that's when I went to school at that time time and i remember like there was huge tension too like between people especially mm-hmm. from new york cats you know we had a lot of people from new york philly places like that um and they and they liked both biggie and tupac but it was just it, it got pretty crazy there for a minute um mm-hmm. so i remember it was like my sophomore year i came back from school and my brother he's he's my best friend but we're brothers like that's mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so he came over to the house one christmas he was like he had this little box it was like it was called a dr5 it was made by boss and it was a mm. drum rhythm machine right and he came into the house man and he was like yo look what i got now him and my brother like my brother brother they both were into music like before him my brother like self-taught himself how to play the guitar my mm-hmm. other brother he was singing he was on choirs and play instruments all that stuff and i wasn't really all into that but when he came with that beat machine man i don't know like that christmas like it was his gift that he bought himself but i felt like it was my present <laughs> Like, <laughs> like, I just snatched it from him. And I was like, you can do what? You can make music? 
<laughs> like, mm. And so, you know, we were just playing around. And all I remember saying, Asher, was like, yo, we can make money doing this. <laughs> and then mm. it just went from there. And I, I went back to school. And slowly but surely, I was going to class less. <laughs> And making music more. Uh, I have, and I'm gonna tell you, like these fingers. I never. I, I took a couple piano lessons, but I played violin when I was in third grade. But nothing extravagant at all. But I started just like self-teaching myself how to play with this drum machine to make beats, listen to patterns. Like, and this is like not sampling stuff. This is actual music, music. And that's how I grew up. I didn't grow up like. Um, though I love people that sample music. That wasn't mm -hmm. my background. And like my brothers were playing live stuff, so I was infusing my love for hip-hop into what they were doing like the back gotcha. 808s you know things like that so i was just messing with the drum machine the drum machine next thing i know i made my first beat like <laughs> like <laughs> a beat that sounded yeah. halfway decent didn't sound like you know just pots and pans going <laughs> at I remember talk. I was working at a hotel at the time, um, and then I, one of my boys that I went to school with, he worked there too. And I said, "Man, yo, you know," I was just like, "Yo, listen to this, right? Like, just listen to it." He was like, "Oh, yo, that's tight. Who did that?" And I was like, "Yo, man, you know, Martin Harry did that." He was like, "Oh, well, mm -hmm. well you know, I rap." And yeah. the rest <laughs> just kind of just went. Boom. So, you know, he and he was a he's a phenomenal rapper. He reminds mm -hmm. me of kind of um Kooji rap. Have you uh, you you uh, no, you gonna have to educate me, where, educate where, me on that actually, one. Where. So Kooji yeah, rap, I'm learning. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good, bro. Um he was um and I I know he's from New York, but Kooji rap, how his lyrical style, what he was really into like the stories, like in-depth detail in his mm -hmm. lyrics. And so that's how my boy would rap. Like he was just really into giving you a a, a really in-depth story feel about life what he was going through and i mean it was just phenomenal his lyrical game so we started doing work together and uh one of the you know things was going well i was learning how to produce albums i was learning how to put you know really produce music you know fade in music really um get to the feel of uh, producing a song like there's a difference between like doing music and a song but mm -hmm. as opposed to like actually producing an album a song that has value and meaning like okay knowing what a hook is and, and and learning the structure of that cadence right like you know getting a feel like inside somebody's blood so that they're, they're repeating that thing over and over again i remember we did this song called um out of state and my one boy who sang he sang the, mm -hmm. the chorus on it and man when he sings this chorus you're just like you know and I, I won't sing it but it's just like came all the way from out of state to get this cake if you don't believe me, look at the license plate. I got a lot of weight. I ain't messing with no fakes, right? But he sings it, mm -hmm. and you're just like, yo, that's so dope. But he's talking about the drug game at the same time. Right, right. <laughs> so that's the time. I caught that part. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I caught that part. Somehow or another, between, like, the gangster movies and different things that I, I try to, like, watch here and there, it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, man, we did that for years. Uh, and and one, like, I, like I was saying earlier, one of the parts that I really failed at was knowing how to execute it from the standpoint of actually making money, right? Like, mm -hmm. I remember when we finished the album and we ordered, you know, we had the, the um, uh, we did the business, we had um, the album, we went out and got, you know, the CDs and we got like 2,000 CDs, right? And they got shipped to us and, you know, they were all in the cellophane wrapper. They got the yeah. panel advisory sticker on them. Like, we're all excited. And then they just like at the house and we're like, what do we do now? <laughs> 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 like, 
like I had no idea how to sell it. I had no idea how to push it. Like I was like, but I, but going back to originally what I said, I was like, oh, we can yeah. make money over this. Right. No idea how to look like. <laughs> you guys weren't like trying to go out down the street, pass them out, be like, hey man, listen, listen to the CD. Like just trying to like put it on somebody. Like, hey, you gotta listen to this. Well, and we did some of that. We did. <laughs> um, and then in life, with life, you know, things kind of like, there was no clear vision, right? Mm, like okay. it was a lot of dreams, right? Right. Which was is is cool, but there was no clear vision and direction. Like I, what I do know from that time, it was like there was a lot. There was no clear vision because there was no clear leadership. And one leadership is big. For me right right so um and i believe that you know what john maxwell says leadership is just you know influence nothing more nothing less mm -hmm. and i feel like you know, we always I, you know as i look back i'm like oh there needed to be an established um set of leadership there um to give a clear direction clear vision for how we're going to serve each other's gifts and talents to move forward now mind you i'm very grateful that things that go that route because mm -hmm. <laughs> knowing what i know now and that's pretty much why i got out of the the game, so to speak, of the music business is because of that. Because I did it for a second time um, to a larger extent where I was making money. I was doing, you know, had my artists. We were doing shows. Mm -hmm. Things were really productive. But by that time, I had um, my daughter, Kendall, mm -hmm. um, as a baby. And when I was looking around and I was thinking about my life, I was like, do I really want to raise her in this environment? Like, like, for real, like, do I want her around drugs, sex, you know, you know, smoking weed all the time, getting drunk all the time, you know what I mean? mean like just that kind of exposure right. that I want that in her life consistent that was the road that was that I was headed on gotcha. that was okay. the, and it was it was a definite and I knew at that time it would it would have been successful because we had the blueprint we had the formula I knew that like oh if I continue on this path we we're going to get to a certain level of success whatever that is right right and I was like do I really want to do that and I made a decision like nope I don't want to do that <laughs> I don't want to do that for me and I definitely don't want to do that for her um, because that ain't that ain't that ain't riding for me. Like that ain't <laughs> that ain't that's not going. That, at the end of the day, I'm not going to get the Daddy of the, the Day award, like or the Daddy of the Year right. award. For me, that was like that was big, and I was like, no, that's <laughs> and set her up for some intense failure. So I was like, nah, I'm out, you know. And, and that's, yeah, and I'm so grateful that I did that. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm really grateful that I made that decision. I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't regret it. I love, you know, remembering the things that I did at that time, but I'm mm -hmm. good. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, like the. So the, the whole thing with it, you got into the music with your brother and just being able to make like, I guess you said make beats, but also like make music, like you working to make the soundtrack and things like that. And then you have your brother or your best friend actually like rapping or singing the lyrics. So like that, that was your whole reason for like just going, going with the flow of music. Yeah. Oh man. I want, I loved working with them. You know what I mean? Cause like mm -hmm. we, we grew up together, you know, and right. you know, playing ball together, talking about girls you know like everything i mean playing dungeon and dragons together like we did a lot of stuff together mm -hmm. and you know i always wanted to continue that i love like bonding with them relating with them and mm -hmm. and i felt like doing the music really got us in that space in that mode like when we were together it just clicked like things mesh you know what i mean like when you have a synergy right, with somebody, right. things just mesh and that's how that's how it is for us and that's what i that's what i was that's what i was more intrigued about like oh this is an opportunity for us you know to do something great together and, mm -hmm. and you know that's what I was always striving for because I felt like you know hey who 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 better to do it with than the people that you love the most right yeah gotcha Man, that's a great point and and so now um 
have you since you left left the music like how long ago was that so um it was in oh so that was in 2000 so I, I, it's like a breaking point so it was like really 2009 when i stopped back okay. but i still continued on to a certain extent because then i was like because what i told the guys at that time i was like look i'm rededicating my life to christ i'm giving up all this stuff i'm done like i'm hanging up mm -hmm. putting up shop and i gave them a month you know to settle up things and then when i got over to i hate to say I, I hate to say it this way but when i started really focusing on what god wanted me to do i was mm -hmm. i started doing music and i i started rapping right? i started doing all this. okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i was like all right cool and you know because i love writing that's one of my yeah. biggest things i love writing so i was like all right well i'll write and learn how to rap and spit but the writing piece regardless to whatever i'm writing lyrics or you know ebooks or devotionals i just love writing and so mm -hmm. that's what i started doing so i was still in the music to a certain extent after that and right. connected with some folks uh but um what i found asher and unfortunately like it was like it was it was still a similar um issue there about leadership about direction about path like I, and i and i attribute that a lot to me i give myself a lot of um of failings in that area because i felt like mm -hmm. i didn't probably could communicate effectively enough where we needed to go with things or what we needed to do and 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 unfortunately you're, you're, huh? you're talking about the music you, yeah with you, the music like i had some other guys that i had connected with and mm -hmm. we were doing it as a group and right. it didn't work out like and i couldn't figure it out it was and i don't and i say like oh i gotta fig think about what my part is because i can't control what they what was going on with them right right whatever was going on with them what was going on with them but what i could have done differently you know i look at it from the standpoint it's like okay well did i what did i miss did i miss mm -hmm. like should i have connected with them i don't know i'm just saying gotcha. you know, what was what was the missing components what was what needed to happen maybe it was mm -hmm. that maybe it was you know i should have just went you know uh, like i said clearly more communicated invested more put people you know put different pieces in place whatever it was it didn't mm -hmm. work out and maybe it just didn't work out because god didn't intend for it to work out that way and that gotcha. and that's what i believe um often happens too because sometimes you know though it's like i'm starting to realize like i love doing the music part right it's no longer like in that context it's no longer something that is intriguing to me in that in that way gotcha okay like, i used to love making beats i just love you know learning about the music business and all that but from you know like things have shifted for me like it's mm -hmm. interesting but even like the music industry has shifted tremendously and like even to be a you know um an artist has shifted because i think a lot of times with artists an artist artist you just got to know to understand the business side of things right and a lot of them sometimes are, are reluctant to do that and it's hard to see that because it's like okay well yeah. how are you building your platform because there's there's podcasts there's igtv there's facebook groups there's a whole multitude YouTube, right? There's right. a whole multitude of things that you can do now to build your platform, but you don't need a major deal. Right. All you got to right. do is know how to build a following, build a community. Mm -hmm. We see it with Tobe, right? Like right. build right. a solid following and a community that appreciates what he's doing and loves what he's doing and how he approaches that. And so I'm like, yo, it, you don't longer lead, need like to do like these weird 360 deals that I hear about, right? Mm -hmm. and, you know, unless it's yeah. something that's going to benefit you in the long scheme of your development and then but it, how you expand yeah. your brand. So yeah, I was like, and so like I said, like that other artist part, because when you get mm -hmm. the mystery part, like it's hard for people to get out of that and into the business side. It's, it's just really challenging for them to see. Right, because I mean, 
for the little bit that I I know, it's like I've seen or heard of a lot of artists, like musical artists, they get um, they basically get the short end of the of the stick where it's like it doesn't work out for them. And you mentioned like a 360 deal. I didn't know what that was until I, I listened to the uh, Earn Your Leisure podcast guys, mm-hmm. and they talk about um, basically things that are financial, but things that are relevant to like everyday topics when you have big swings in the market or maybe someone that's popular, a celebrity, they do something or they put something out. It's like, okay, here's the financial aspect of it because a lot of times people either don't want to talk about money out of fear or just like since money isn't talked about because it's one of those things like if you don't have it like don't don't look at it don't don't think about it then it won't come to you or it won't it won't leave your pocket mm-hmm. but um, I heard you mention something about the leadership especially when it tied around to music like did you always feel like you had to assume the leadership role or is that something that you um, like whenever you, you think back on like okay I would I didn't know what to do. Like, why do you take on that that sense of ownership as to like steering the music group was like your responsibility and, and you don't make it like, oh, so-and-so didn't know what, what they were doing or if only they would have gotten their act together. Yeah, well, I, you know, they used to call me, uh, they used to call me P. Diddy, right? Like, <laughs> mildly, you know, because, <laughs> you know, PJ and Peter. But, um, I, you know, I took on that role because a lot of people looked at me, to me for as that person, right? They spoke that into okay. me, you know. It's like, PJ, man, you, you're the one. You know, you know that other side. Like, I don't, I know the business side. I know the operational side. I know the logistical side. I'm a researcher. Like, I will research mm. to the T. And then, actually, I remember one time... <laughs> I was like, I was learning about marketing, right? And mm-hmm. I, I came up with this whole marketing strategy, right? And, and this is like before I even knew what marketing was. Like, I was just like, how are we going to do this? And then I'm Googling things. And this is before like YouTube University became real popular. So I, I found this like musical business resource sites. And so I was, I knew how to make presentations, PowerPoint presentations from work because of, of my, mm-hmm. of what I do at, at work, working in safety. And so a lot of times we got to do PowerPoint presentations on electrical safety, fall protection safety. Like I know how to make a PowerPoint presentation. I said, you know what? I'm going to make a PowerPoint presentation for my boys, right? <laughs> so, so, so Asher... How did that go? <laughs> <laughs> So imagine a PowerPoint presentation around blunts and 40s, right? Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey guys, I'm going to show you this 12 point step, you know, <laughs> PowerPoint presentation of how we got to market and put the trajectories in the projected set. Man, they looked at me like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like okay, PJ. <laughs> Man, if you don't put that away yeah. and come over here. <laughs> like, all right, just turn the music up. Like, it was just, it, but it was just like night and day, right? It was mm-hmm. like the upside down. And, just, and so that's why I say like the leadership, I had to, I didn't, I, I had, I didn't know how to communicate that message. I didn't know how to bridge the gap between those two worlds mm-hmm. for them to see like, yo, what you are saying is hot. Mm-hmm. Now we got to get you to the market where people can pay you for what you're saying is hot. Like they're resonating with it to the point that they want to give it, give you something in exchange for that talent because you're putting right. on a lot of work. Like, and, and with your work, you should expect a certain return if you're putting in work, like really good right. work, if right. you're executing at a high level. And that's what I felt that a lot of those, well, some of those do, right? well, some a lot, whatever. There was some dudes that was like, you know, just there for whatever. 
right? That's what I yeah. mean by that. They're just like, I just want to be with the hype. Like, it's a studio in somebody's house. I can just come there, chill, you know, bring my girl and be like, yeah, I'm going to the studio. No, you're going right. to PJ's house. That's what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you're doing. Like, and hey, I but it's P. Diddy's house. Yeah, but that's what you're doing. You're going to a dude that works, you know, still eight hours a day, who stays mm-hmm. up until 12, 1, 2. I mean, sometimes I would stay up till 4 in the morning recording something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, trying to get things together, trying to figure out what, like, that's what you're doing. That's what you're coming into that environment. And so I, there was a certain level of expectation that I didn't even project to people about what the quality, like, I did to a certain point, but I didn't fully. And mm. so that's like, when I go back to the whole talk conversation about leadership, it was like, there were certain parts, I believe like now looking back on it in a lot of ways, that just wasn't, there's two types of mindsets, right? We know there's, like, mm-hmm. there's a growth mindset and then there's like a lack mindset. And I feel like in a lot of ways, like a lot of those situations was just in a lack mindset. Not, not everybody was, but I think for the majority of that, it was just a lack mindset. It was just a, a thinking like, yo, you know, we're, we're not going to ever, though they want to get it, they're not executing yeah. at a point that they want to get it. Like, they, like, like my one, like a couple of my artists, like, yeah. my man, he, he, he went and he still does it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, praise God. He's, you know, but he wants it, you know what I mean? Now right. he's doing like fitness stuff, but, and he's changed like his whole body and because he wants it. So it was like, no matter if it was rap or no matter if it was fitness, like he was a go-getter. He was somebody who could execute at a high level. And that's, gotcha. you know what I mean? Right. Like, but that was somebody who, who took in whatever I was saying to him from the perspective, oh, PJ's giving me some good stuff to, uh, right. as a value to him. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's like, you, you're maybe able to help the ones that are receptive and then the other ones you're like, man, I wish I would have been, I was in a position to do better or it's like I could have done something different. Honestly, sometimes Asha, and <laughs> I, I, I can say this, I just wish I would have been more selective. You know, of the, the people like, you put in your group? Yeah, yeah. I just wish I would have okay. been more selective. And, and I was just... Again, another part of my whole leadership. I I would have I was doing them a disservice and me a disservice by not speaking up and saying that. You know, saying like, you know, hey, it would probably be best if we not go this path. You know, right, right. And I, and, I, and you know, it's you got to be honest about those things because not everybody's supposed to be on your team specifically. And there's nothing against that person. It's like no, right. put them in the environment where they're gonna thrive in. Mm-hmm. Because that's that that's for them, and until and if it's somebody that's just not clearly working out, I mean, I know you know at a, in a work situation, you've been in work situation, you're like, yo, this person is not supposed to be in that position, right? Like, right. It just don't work. <laughs> and the bosses is like, yeah, I know, but we we need we need Steve, you know, yeah. <laughs> And then you, you know, but you're in that position. So I serve them, mentoring them, leading them and, and giving them a structure and a strategy to get into the position where they can thrive in. And that's, those, those are some of the things I just learned at the, from, from a leadership standpoint um, that, that I often failed at at that point. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, I want to do those things differently now, you know, with mm-hmm. the people that I'm around and who I can influence and impact, who see value in, you know, what, what I'm bringing to them. Cause I, at the end of the day, I just want to help someone to grow and be, that's, that's, that's right. the core of what it is. Would, would you say you, you kind of dwelled on that point a little bit too long, kind of saying like, I should have, or I could have like that, I kind of regret of not being able to do what, what you would have wanted to in an ideal situation. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, you know, you know, you brought up a good point, Arash, because, you know, for the last two years, you worked in field trip, I would say. And, and that did come up a lot. You know, I felt because when you, when you're, whenever somebody's in leadership, if they care about leadership, they do reflect 
reflect on, you know, um, you know, things. I, and sometimes it can be to a detriment, right? Like it can be mm. you know, too invested into it, like thinking. And and I know for me, um, and what I would tend to do is right. take on the blame and and have these pity parties because I didn't have a strong sense of value of who I was, right? Mm. Like so, and that kind of goes into like my deeper story about me being abused as a child. Okay. You know, like I endured this, you know, abuse, and that left me in a lot of ways kind of like searching, like not being able to figure out like who I am, am I worth something, am I having value? So I would like love language of service, right? Mm-hmm. To try to in- infuse myself in situations to feel that worth and that value. And then and when it came short, then I'd just be like, oh man, I could have done something better. I should have done this. I should have done that. You know, uh, on a fixing road type of, except right. not addressing the wounds of my own past first. Gotcha. And just getting a sense of, a stronger sense of who I am, who God says I am, who God, how God is pleased with me, how God loves me, how God adores me. And no matter my success or my failures, like that I'm still valued by him. And that's right. what I got clear on over these last two years. And that's why I was like, you know what? I'm going to just give myself the permission to be healed, you know, like, mm-hmm. and go through that process of healing. And I think a lot of times, you know, folks, I said this on a thing. I wrote it down. I said, many people don't find their why don't yeah that's deep and that just the way you said it i I like the simplicity of it and also um it's that speaks to a lot a lot of things because like understanding what your your wounds are or just at least acknowledging that you've been hurt or wounded like you said for yourself um like what did it take for you to to face that or just kind of remember it's like okay like this happened and i have the ability to face it and not feel that that that's forever just going to be in the back of my mind like always haunting me mm-hmm. yeah and, and that that was like it was it was so painful <laughs> it was it sucked yeah. it sucked going through that process like that yeah. field is not enjoyable you know what I mean like I remember many days like literally like me and Gladys would have conversations and she's a phenomenal mm-hmm. coach right she can like her gifting is asking right. questions and one of our biggest things was like you know um, around intimacy mm-hmm. and not just intimacy from the perspective of just sex right yeah. just intimacy on any level emotional spiritual relational mm-hmm. um even the physical and i was like yo i cannot figure out what's going on right yeah all i could tell her asher was that like, i just feel terrified mm-hmm. you know like i knew it was just terror and i feel wrong and i would always come up always come up and then when i was able to explain like oh it was from this abuse that i went through yeah. and it was like oh it clicked but bro going through that like addressing that it sucks and as a dude like yeah <laughs> like i said light skin green eyes like, <laughs> grew up in the 90s like it's very tough to be like oh because that's not my environment like that wasn't my bringing that was like oh, you gotta say what you gotta like i'm i'm built off of van damme and rambo like, <laughs> like right, you know, right, right. and wesley snipes like Right. Now you want me to address like a wound from my child? Like, bro, like, come on. Yeah. And, and then my, when my wife, she's like, no, I see better in you. <laughs> I see more in you. I'm like, yeah, I know, but let me just do my thing. Let me just serve well. Right. Like, this is right. Actually, right. This is crazy. I got to, I got to share this with you because he came up last night. Mm-hmm. So, so Gladys is life coaching, right? So we're working yeah. on building her business. 
and she's got this workshop coming up. And so we was like, all right, cool. These are the things that she's doing. So she gave me a list. She texted me the list, right? Now, this is about, this is so important with self-assessments, right? Knowing who you are mm-hmm. and, and knowing your spouse or, or people that you're working with. But in, in my regards, this is my spouse. So she gives me a list. She's like, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I got to do that. And it was like, oh, I got to um, write this email. I got to um, buy these things. I got to write out this piece of the workshop. And I also have to um, get Ada, our youngest one, to school. I also got to get to the gym if I can. And all right. those things. So I was like, all right, bet. Cool. So what do I default to? I love language. I'm going to serve real well. So I send her a text back and say, hey, I can... After, you know, all these things that I do today, I can irritate off the school. I can clean up the house so you can do your work. In my world, world they were like, oh, that's a rock star husband. Right. Awesome for him. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good dude. Always like, oh, don't, don't worry about that. I, I got, got, I got those that, things babe. for I you. got you. Right. This right. is what happens. And, and she even texts me back. Like, oh, I love it. Thank you. Right. I get home, Asher. This was just as well. <laughs> That speaks to your love language, PJ. Yeah. And what I really needed was for you, because her love language is words of affirmation and physical mm-hmm. touch. What she really needed from me, Asher, yeah. was to point to her, to say something to her about who she is, because she feels like she's not seen, that she's invisible. And mm-hmm. I immediately, this is a couple of things, I, and I had to learn these things, because like I said, before my default was to be in this wrong state, right? They feel like, oh, I'm wrong. I got to figure it out. I messed up. I'm a horrible husband, you know? on and on and on have this personal pity party. Mm-hmm. But since I've been on this trajectory of, of knowing my value and my worth and, and all that, what I immediately got clear on was this isn't about any of that, PJ. What you need to do is just stop, look at her and say, babe, you're doing a phenomenal job as a wife, as a as a, as a coach. And I love the growth because she has. She's been doing such great work over the last eight years being a, a stay-at-home mom. Like the, the level of attention that she gives our girls is like, phenomenal like we just have some of the best girls and i'm like it's it's all attributed to her it is like i guess no credit because i'm at work most of the time trying to figure it out <laughs> and, like i noticed it notice it and i just like i was just like babe you know i just went in i just was like and but this is the thing mm-hmm. for me to do that because that's not natural for me that's not it's not really comfortable for me to say that you using know? the words of I affirmation it, huh like giving her those words of affirmation yeah. just being like hey I, I see what you're doing it is very challenging for me it is it's, it's one of those things that like i can write it down yeah text it to you but she needs to hear it mm. like that that's her language. And so with me showing her love, it wasn't about me. Mm-hmm. I need to show her love. Like sh- love isn't for me, it's for her. And so the love that she wanted was that. And I was like, oh, I want to give you that. Right. So let me give you that. No matter how uncomfortable I am, no matter how inconvenienced I am, I want to give you that. And that's that yeah. was like a total game changer for me. Even like just last night to realize mm-hmm. how important that was. You know, our relationship, for our growth, for just to like experience um, a new level of intimacy for us. Mm, that's good. The the um, sorry, I, I, no, you I moved around a little bit because the the light. That's why I was, was trying to keep it going because I ain't want nobody. Yes. <laughs> I was like, maybe I should just go off. Like, where's Asher going? I should just go off camera and just leave the logo. But 
that so so you're you're saying like this um field trip of having to deal with your past talking with your wife like your wife talking you through like hey like no like we're not just gonna blow past this what happened in your childhood but we're gonna have to address it and um like that all started with her like noticing the issue of like okay like how how you feel like physically you, you don't necessarily feel comfortable around people like getting close to you or, or anything like that um yeah there was there was some of that and it was particularly with um male figures because i was abused mm-hmm. not only by a female but i was by male too and so gotcha. um it was a challenge for me so like when we went to the retreat on 2018 and had mm-hmm. the experience there where i was like um yeah something's going on like i, I don't know but I feel like I need to release this. I need to share this. I need to, you know, really get healing mm-hmm. around this. Like that was a part of the, that was, that was a part of the field gotcha. trip for me. Right. You know, just expressing that I have an apprehension at that time about being, especially around men of color, mm-hmm. um, you know, in that regards, because I'm thinking like, are they going to attack me? Are they going to do something to me? Like, are they going to be right. Me? Right. And that, and it was like, there was a difference between Asher, me being PJ. And then you see mm-hmm. the representative, like it, it was, e- it's easy for me to just, you know, dap you up say oh bro you Mm -hmm. know what's good you know and then like really exposing you to pj right right there's a completely different um those are two completely different um sides to it and so a lot of times i was just being the representative because i was safe i didn't need Mm -hmm. you know that was that was the way to go and that's what i realized like this thing is real and i need to address it and i need to tackle it i need to take it head on because it's not only affecting me from a personal level it's affecting my wife it's affecting how i am with my kids it's affecting how you know how i am you know with just you know just random people I might be able to impact and influence. So I need to take that road. And that's why I'm like encouraging, you know, that healing is a proactive ability thing that people need to grasp onto and right. hold on to because it's it's available, right? And until you address that, you're not going to get that potential that you want out of life, that success that you're looking for, which is really your wife, human wife, sorry, your life having meaning like <laughs> your wife right <laughs> but, you, but you know like success being like your life has meaning like you did something that yeah. in the world and so until you there's a lot of wounds that people are holding on to um mm-hmm. hey you know because the church ain't addressing it like yeah. right like just keep it real the society doesn't say touch on it if you you know especially if you're a dude and you know or you don't have the right resources you know to or the right exposure the right environment to be like yo i really need to go get you know this thing looked at and so it was like the coaching mm-hmm. i got the accountability with the men that I'm connected with, um, right. actually going to therapy, like all of yeah. those built up to the, you know, to me getting to this point in my life. Gotcha. That's yeah. great. Because it's what's interesting is like, I remember we went to the same retreat and that was my, my first retreat mm-hmm. and I was sitting right next to you. And it's just when you talk about being maybe in the right place at the right time. And a lot of times I, I don't try to get too spiritual. And sometimes I, I try to like pull back a little bit when someone says like, oh God, the Lord did this and the Lord did that. And I'm like, okay, like, what does that mean? Or what does that actually look like for somebody that's maybe like, I grew up in church, like, I'm tired of people just saying, God, 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 like Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I think Lecrae maybe made a song about it a while back. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, um, I think it was called Anomaly. And oh, yes. it was, um, it was uh, like, from my perspective, I, I, I felt like I could sense like something was a little bit off. 
And I was like, I could see you out of the corner of my eye, like wanting to say something. And then you finally did. And I was like, wow, like it's, you're, you're only able to do that when you're around people that you know you can trust. And especially that that's a big thing when you, um, you grew up in a situation where you're like, okay, maybe I, I thought I could trust these people. And then they, they did me wrong. And now you, you not only went through like the process of like having the conversation with your wife, opening up to a group of men that you felt um, you could be accountable to and just transparent to where you're just like, hey, here's what happened. Here's how I feel about it. And then like going through therapy and not just being like, okay, I talked about it and that's good. But like committing to therapy, going to it and like having a breakthrough through that to where now you're writing a book or you put out an ebook yeah. that says like, hey, here's, here's, I, get, I had to give myself permission to heal from my wound. Mm. And now like, here's how you can give yourself permission to heal from that. And I was just like that, that journey, I think uh, it's a beautiful thing and it's great how I explained it. Like there's that, people just say like, God, God, God. I'm like, okay, like you can say God and you can pray, but there's a whole lot like human life that happens in between those two things that people talk about and it's like that's what other humans need because they're like okay what if I pray and this doesn't happen they, they don't understand like what has to happen in the in, in between and like what it looks like to go from A to B and it's not necessarily going to be just like oh you prayed and it happened like that at the snap of your finger because that I feel like that's the perception that I growing up where people are just like Oh God. Oh God. And now when I see the same people that like when I was younger, they appeared like they had it all together, but simply for the fact that they didn't took what they knew and applied it or like grew with it. They kind of just kept doing religion and not to say there's anything wrong with them, but it's just like, it's sad to see when you have um, people that kind of get caught up on what they're doing and they just keep doing it, but they can't see that. Okay. This isn't, this isn't working or they don't have somebody like your wife to really challenge and say like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to let you just skirt by with like a halfway excuse to just be like, oh yeah, yeah, you're fine. You said, yeah, you said you're fine. You're fine. Like, right. I'm not, I don't need to go dig deep to where like you could fire back and like just get angry, but I really loves you and respects you and you respect them back to be like, okay, like I'm going to, I'm going to trust this person. And just to go through that process, I, I think that that's really big that, that you, you touched on that. It's funny, Ashley, when you say that, cause I don't have to say that, share this with because I can, I, again, I can be, I was very surfacey, right? Because I was, it was a safe space. So I would have conversations with Gladys initially about this. I'd be like, I'm just going to pray on it, let it in the Lord. You know, I'm just going to pray. Right, you know, right, right. And, right. So, and Gladys, like she came into the faith later, right? Mm -hmm. She came into the faith when like we got together. So gotcha. it was like, she's like, yeah, I ain't with all that. Like, I, like, <laughs> Like you can say pray, like I heard yeah. you, PJ, like what you gonna do about it, right? <laughs> right. So it wasn't like I couldn't sell her with the whole, oh, I'm just gonna pray my way out of this. Right. But that's what as you was talking about. And unfortunately, in a lot of ways, we have to do better in the in the Christian community of sharing these stories. And I think I, I believe that's why one of the reasons why I'm sharing this is because it's it doesn't like God instituted these things, like God was with me the whole time with it, mm -hmm. but he it took my part in the actions of it. Like if I just went to the retreat and never said anything, then mm -hmm. it wouldn't have, nothing would have transpired. If I didn't look at myself 
and take the coaching that Gladys was giving me, then I would have just still retreated to what my default was at that time was to isolate myself and seclude myself. If I didn't really like assess and be like, yo, I really need help, I would have never went to um, therapy and really got so like... I could have, I can't wait for you to deliver me from right. Me. And the Lord's like putting me in environments to do what I'm asking him. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, I've given you a wife. I've given you these other men. Like I've given you the resources to do that. And you're still not taking, and you're just saying, Lord, 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 like, that don't make no sense. Yeah. son. Like, <laughs> like that makes no sense. <laughs> right. And I mean, it, it's, it's funny because we can laugh at it now. And I hope like when, when this plays back and somebody listens to it, that they don't feel like, Oh, you're over here making, fun of my religion it's like no we're not we're not making fun of you it's like having gone through the process and having other people that have gone through things and they actually explain it explicitly and say like this is what i did step by step by step and this is what i struggled with Mm -hmm. and whenever people say the lord i think a lot of times what gets missed is that this is the expression of like in hindsight this is what it looks like but then when you hear somebody say like if, if they don't get like okay here's how they're referring to god in hindsight or here's how they're referring to God present day. Like, because I was used to living my life a certain way to where it's like, oh, this is what I want to do. So that's what I'm going to do. But at some point, something had to click and associate with people. Oh, like, I just go with the wind or the universe. And like, a lot of people um, use God and they, they use the word. So it's like, not trying to convert anybody, but I think it's important that the people that get it, they they get it. But a lot of times, like for me, myself, it's like, I don't want to put too much of my business out here, but I've seen it within my family where it's like that um, everyone's just caught up in the, the religion to where it, when you talk about certain things like the law of attraction, like what you say is what you attract. Mm-hmm. So I was having a conversation with my sister not too long ago, and it's like, okay, she wanted to a certain way and I was like okay well like you can either be there or you can be here and then immediately it just goes to the negative like oh if I sit here and I don't have this to be and then I'm gonna go through this I'm just like whoa 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 like how did you go from like here to like zero to a hundred just like mm. this is- you're thinking of all the worst things that can happen and then as soon as something doesn't go your way because you didn't plan for it or you didn't pay attention to the details mm. it's like you start calling god 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 and i was like like th- that those two things don't correlate like you have the capacity to think critically and apply yourself mm. if you don't know how to do that there are people in your environment that are able to do that a lot of times they're the complete opposite of you but if you can't take any constructive criticism from somebody that's trying to tell you something because you feel like they're yelling at you or they're just being rude or they just don't have any sense it's like okay keep your high position but you continue to repeat what you do again and again and again and even when I say that I'm like okay I'm really not concerned if they listen to this because I'm like one I didn't make this for them to be like oh like you're saying this like, no, I made this to really um, to help me heal in a sense to be like, okay, here's things from the past and I've got to separate myself from, okay, here's what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Here's what the world is like. Like some of what I grew up with is going to work with the way the world mm-hmm. is and that's going to help me to continue on. But other things I've got to let go and just be like, it's not working. Mm-hmm. And I can't try to go back and be like, oh, well, I've got to try to make this work because it's like, if I keep telling myself like, like everything that's 
somebody else says, whether they're my sibling or my, but I never allow myself to like hear my own voice or acknowledge my own voice, then that's like a dangerous thing. And that's what I've seen like over and over, just over like this past, the last half of last year and into like just this month was about over. And it's just being around guys like yourself on the prayer line, off the prayer line when we get to go to the retreats and be like, okay, everybody's living life on different on different um, levels, but just being able to come together and converse every now and then, you really have the right people that challenge you and they push you to do better what you're already doing. But then when you have other people that kind of fall back into, oh, this is oh, this is comfortable, so let's just do comfort. It's like I can't understand I'm growing, mm. and then I go back to the extreme where it's like, okay, let's just let's just laugh. Mm. Not to say you have to be um, like starting a business or doing something, yeah. but it's like if you're around. I think I talked about it with Theo on the very first one. It's like if you're around an environment where every single person or the majority of everybody is producing, it's like you have the capacity to produce. Like looking at them and being like, oh well, like this person's so much better, and that oh well, ET he he's been doing it for over thirty years. Well, this it's like I didn't need to. <laughs> like I'm not getting up in front of thousands of people and speaking. Like that's not me. Like just being able to have a conversation like this one on one with yourself or with somebody else is like this is enjoyable and like being able to just step into that I hope you really get that as a takeaway from what you said and I know I went on a long tangent no, but I love, I love, you, I, I'd like I'd like you to say it again just like where you said you, you have to um, the part about healing from your wounds oh yeah yeah um, yeah I love I love everything you just said um, because it does speak to the the genuineness and authentic, authenticity of what you want to be right like right you have your own life and that's what you're living yeah. and to go to what you were talking about is that you what i just got clear on is, is, is mm. what i was just with that with that with that quote that i wrote down says is that you are oh many people don't uh oh, people don't pursue their why their why that's what it is people don't mm. pursue their why their wounds mm. and what i just got clear on is that you're addressing some of those wounds by doing this podcast podcast right right and and so because you're this is just like what you're doing with the um extreme execution getting you know discertified being in dc at the real estate like you're addressing those things in your way like Um, and and, and that is a great and beautiful space yeah that's all we're saying and and i love the fact that yeah we get this one life to do that with by by god's grace like god gives us the opportunity to do that and so i'm i'm just trying to listen more intently for what god is saying like really like at the end of the day yeah, I'm trying to yeah. listen more intently what God is saying so right. if, if I can do that better each and every day then I think that I'm I'm, I'm on the right path and knowing that like yo there are going to be times where I'm just messing up and I do have to laugh at myself sometimes about the things that growing up that I experienced <laughs> I'm like yo that's just how I deal with it some people like before right. I could get into this whole state of like oh again feeling wrong feeling bad about it mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not dismissing that I love where I grew up how I grew up in the faith to this point but then mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh, I got 
I, now I need to take it even further. I have to go into the deep even further with God. And so mm-hmm. I associate with it. You know what I mean? That's how I resonate with it. And I'm not right. dismissing it. It's not, trust me, going through what I go, went through, I have to laugh because sometimes, it, it, you know, it was just like at the retreat. It wasn't pretty. Yeah. You know, going, getting getting to the level of going through a cycle of, of a conflict with your wife for seven mm-hmm. years, seven mm-hmm. is not good. Uh, it was all around, all around that. Like that. We went through this cycle of, of this conversation for seven years. Wow. Like we were just struggling and it was tough and it hurt and it sucked. I mean, it got to almost to a point one time actually where she was just like, and my, like I said, Gladys loves, loves, loves mm-hmm. me. But it got to a point where she was even so frustrated. Like, yeah, I don't believe you. you know what I mean, like, I don't, I don't believe in a word you're saying out your mouth. And I was like, oh, like what? Right. <laughs> And so, yeah, I'm just grateful that God has, has given me the ability to think through these things mm-hmm. critically, um, take the emotions, take the wisdom, take all of these components and then put them together and say, okay, what are you going to do with it, PJ? Right. What kind of life you want to live? So, love it. Love it. This has been great. <laughs> Likewise. The, um, you want to wrap it up there or? Um, I, no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, just, all I can say is, it's been great talking with you. Likewise. Like, this has been really, yeah. And I, I, I just thank you. I thank you again for having me on here. I appreciate it. I, I love when we get together because I love picking on you. <laughs> I didn't do that too much this time, but. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Like, it took me a while to understand that the reason people may pick at you sometimes is because they actually care about oh, you. you because sometimes, like, like I remember in, in, um, in middle school and high school, it just felt weird being like a foreigner and like, okay, I learned the language and even learning the languages, it, it was a little tough. But like, once I got it, I was like, okay, like these words make sense. Like some still don't like kernel and baloney, whatever you want to call it or spell it. Sure, we'll go with it. But um, the like kind of for me, like being around you and other guys from the prayer line has been outside of college has been like one of the better experiences as like interacting with with black people as it relates to like okay here are people that like love you because a lot of people they see quote unquote um black crime like or black on black i talk about like black people killing black people and i know this may have made like a drastic u-turn but i'll, I'll try to reel it back in but the uh the thing that I kind of look back on reflecting now. It's like, okay, people, maybe kids didn't know better, but there's like this sense where um, people, they, you just kind of have to put you through the ringer where it's like kind of violent thing where like nobody's necessarily putting hands on you, but just like the the words people Mm -hmm. say to you, especially when you're thinking, oh, I'm just coming and I'm just going to, oh, I see somebody that looks like me because where I come from, I forgot because um, I hadn't been there in over 18 years. But for the first time when I went, it's like, oh, if you go to any part of Africa, like black people are the majority. So everybody just like, oh, man, you're cool. Like you have some people backed up and people love each other. They struggle together. They work together and whatnot. But then you come to a new country and then everybody's just like, oh, you're not, you're not black enough because you maybe don't know the culture or you don't talk the way that I talk. You don't you don't understand this. And I'm like, but first of all, I just got here. So I don't even know what we're talking about. Like I walked into class late, guys. I'm sorry. It's the first 20 minutes, but 
but just like trying to, to figure things out. But being around people that are more mature mm-hmm. has been um, a better thing because it's like we can joke, we can clown. And it's like, okay, now I know it's coming from a genuine place. And then when people acknowledge that, oh, there's certain things you don't know, they're like, oh, that's okay. Like, here, go go watch this movie right, or right, right. Pick, pick this stuff up. And now you're like, you're in the surf. But other people that I feel like are just hurt internally and they can't really understand that why it's like they'll be in the music business kind of just they'll be happy to do the music but because it didn't take the time or nobody taught them like oh if you get in and you do a 360 deal like basically you're signing your life away and everything you'll ever do like somebody's basically going to own you as to where it was sold to you oh be like be like that but because no one ever taught you or educated you on what's what like now you're going into a path where they're basically going to snatch your mm. soul and um maybe i didn't tie this back as, I, as well, well as i thought i, I, I want to tie it back together ashley before we go is we need to yeah. have a discussion about light uh, on black crime that's what we need light mm. skin on black crime. <laughs> it's, it's a terrible just, and i want to be an advocate <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Light on black crime. I love it. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. It, it, this is real out here. Being light skinned is it, it, wrong. Well, well, yeah, I, I do see what you're saying, but I like I like the way that you put it because I mean that that's another thing that you find it in many cultures, whether it's even black or like Hispanic mm. culture or even the Asian, the lighter skin gets favored or people that have a certain hair. It's like, yeah, like you get preference over the other other people my, but my surprisingly credit, my credit score yeah. it sucks <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's not supposed to be like that you're messing up the system maybe that's a, that's some light on my crime get, they're gonna be coming get, after get, you now they're gonna the be like everybody else that are, no, <laughs> no they pull you over there just you good good mom. Come on, come on. What are you stopping for? Oh, no, 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 no. Come on. All right. All right I, I got to stop. stop. I got to stop. But no, but, but but honestly, no, thank you so much. This has been a pleasure. And yeah, um, I would. And if you don't mind me sharing, yeah. If yeah. anybody wants to get the Permission Givers Manifesto, um, I can share the link with you, Asher, so people can grab up on that, read it, share it. That's that's what I'm, I just want to spread that message of healing that people mm-hmm. can read, you know, really grab it, hold it. And, it's, right. and I'm here with you. I just want to sit beside you. That's all. Yeah. And let you know you can do it. All right, man. All right. Uh-huh.